It is time to get this party started. Welcome back to Lit for Christmas, the podcast where the books are full of Christmas spirits and so are the hosts. Join Marty and his friends as they drink their way through the great, and maybe not so great, works of Christmas literature. The fireplace is lit, the tree is lit, the hosts are lit. Grab a glass of something holly and jolly and join us as we get lit for Christmas again. Welcome to this special Lit for Christmas party for Christmas Podcast Day, November 1st, 2022. Yes, now we can all let our Christmas freak flags fly proudly. For this little party, I'm serving up a few shots of poetry, Christmas poems that I've written over the years, just enough to get you a little drunk on Yuletide spirits. Come back for a full Lit for Christmas party on Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, 2022, when Madeline and I will be drunk arguing over Stephen Chbosky's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Until then, happy Christmas podcast day. Bottoms up. Advent. This afternoon, a dandelion bright as a comet blooms among brown leaves on my lawn. A nest sits high in maple branches, its bowl empty, hatchlings flown south. I taste winter in the air, like incense during mass. My wife says she feels snow coming. It's all about waiting and preparing this last month of pregnancy. I sticker nursery walls with Winnie the Pooh and honey pots, haul crib and changing table from the garage, fill shelves with diapers, blankets, handmade quilts. Weeks ago, I painted the room gloaming purple, a color between day and night. My work done, I stand in the nursery's doorway, the crib filled with November shadow. Soon, I will bring down holiday decorations from the attic. My wife and I will string lights, hang ornaments, unwrap the creche. We will place Mary, Joseph, the shepherd, the angel around the empty manger. Tonight, I lie beside my wife, my hands on her belly. The baby whispers against my fingertips. Tomorrow, I will wake to snow, feel its weight, a sleeping infant in my arms. Silent Night A middle-of-the-night moment. My wife, in the midst of postpartum depression that later morphed into bipolar, asleep beside me. Our daughter wailing in the darkness. 
I got out of bed, stumbled to the bassinet, swaddled in new father, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, fear. There was this alien thing in the room, ember-faced, quivering like a bubble ready to pop. I hesitated, then reached down, placed my hand on her chest, began to sing the only song I could think of. Silent night, holy night. My voice was thick with sleep. All is calm, all is bright. Slowly, my daughter calmed, calmed, stopped screaming, stopped quaking. Sleep in heavenly peace. She grabbed my thumb, pulled it to her mouth, started sucking on it. Sleep in heavenly peace. She fell asleep, the nail of my thumb pressed against her sparrow tongue. I stood there for over an hour until my hand and arm numbed, prickled, not wanting to end the moment. My daughter, reaching out, taking hold of me, turning me into something she needed. The Frog Princess In the photograph, she stares at his pickled skin, cold and slick as marsh mud, smells mosquito and fly on his breath, the days of summer when only insect and amphibian dance under the sun's thick heat. She thinks of kissing him, pressing her lips to his, whispering what she wants most to his invisible ears. The boy with hair so blonde it glows to swing with her on the playground. Her mother to help her figure out how many nickels make a dollar. Her father to comb and braid her hair after a winter bath. Her infant brother to reach out, touch the freckles on her cheek. The frog to dive deep into the well, bring back a Christmas ornament, gold, round, perfect. I want to tell her it's not that simple. Caterpillars don't just blaze into stained glass wings, pine cones into evergreens. Flippers don't sprout fingers, hands, arms to hold her, keep her safe. There's nature, evolution, spawn, egg, tadpole, froglet, frog. No prince. But she knows that snow falls in June. Rainbows slice thunderheads. Hens shimmer into peacock. Angels appear to girls. Love can grow in swamp clay. She watches, waits for the frog to swell, open, stretch, 
blossom into something that will break her heart. In the bleak midwinter, in the Ishpeming Cemetery, a statue of the Virgin Mary stands over the grave of a nine-year-old boy. My mother once told me myrrh was a spice used in death, that Mary knew her baby would die. In the dark, the statue glows like carved moonlight. The first time I saw the Virgin at night, I looked up into her face, her forehead smooth as ice, her eyes white and liquid, her cheeks stained as if she had been crying blood. This holiday season, I work my fingers raw, making wreaths, winding and pulling. I feel the string digging into the creases of my knuckles, sap stains my skin black, and for days I cannot make a fist without my hands splitting open, my blood smelling like cedar. Tonight, snow is falling on the ground like notes from a flute, wavering and delicate. The Virgin shines, catches flakes in the palms of her outstretched hands. A Christmas wreath rests on the grave before her. Its ribbon bears two words in gold, Beloved Son. I imagine the boy's mother kneeling at Mary's feet, placing the wreath the way the Magi placed the myrrh, her heart swelling with sorrow. Truce, 1914 Between Stille Nacht and Adeste Fidelis, they came together in that no-man's place, climbed from the trenches, eyed each other like distant cousins at a family reunion. The German boy maybe gave the British boy fruitcake soaked in whiskey because they both missed their mothers. Maybe they showed each other snapshots, younger brothers, dead grandpas, pretty sisters. They pointed at them, said names, Benjamin, Opa Franz, Beatrice. Candles stuttered in fir trees. The dead littered the earth, staring into the dark heavens, frozen in the violent moment of payment, the cost of conflict. These enemies, these brothers, helped each other bury their friends, prayed together, and peace fell on them that Christmas Eve like snow. It was soft, quiet. It felt like 
a coming home where everybody is happy to see each other after a long season of separation. That is what I hold on to 100 years later, that they looked into each other's eyes, saw something familiar, foreign, wondrous, hope, newborn, naked, fragile as a mother's lullaby on a winter's night. The Hand of God A coming of winter day, the air half rain, half snow. A neighbor stretches on a ladder, strings a curtain of icicle lights from his eaves. Rain has already washed the shadows of maple leaves from the sidewalk, the way shadows washed into dark puddles in Hiroshima, the first rain after the bomb, rinsing lovers off bedroom walls, children off school sidewalks, a priest off church nave marble. This mid-November, war is in the air, in the dark low clouds, in the news broadcasts of body counts in Iraq. Predictions for snow tomorrow. Tonight, I will carry my daughter to bed, say prayers with her, sing her a lullaby. She curls her small fingers around my thumb, holds on, leads me into the darkness, saying, don't worry, Daddy. Thank you for coming to our little Yuletide shindig. The theme for this show is Jingle Bells Jazzy Style by Julius H., used courtesy of Pixabay. And the Lit for Christmas writing music is A Christmas Treat by Magic828, also used courtesy of Pixabay. All music, sounds, audio clips, and quotes in this podcast are the property of their individual copyright holders. They are used solely for the purposes of commentary and review. No copyright infringement is intended. Tomorrow morning, drink lots of water. Go to the library and check out some Christmas books. Visit the liquor store and stock up on Christmas cheer. Your invitation is already in the mail for next month's Lit for Christmas party. The tree will be lit, and so will we. Let's keep the Christmas spirits flowing all year long.